Hi everyone and welcome to our service today. It's the first Sunday of September. Can you believe we're already in spring um, in South Africa? And here in Cape Town, it's still a little chilly. We had so much snow and rain. It's been such a blessing. But I'm so glad to be talking to you today because it's a really special Sunday for us. It is Prodeo's one year anniversary. We, it's been one year since we planted the church in the northern suburbs of Cape Town. And we're going to tell you a little bit more about that in a little while. And we're going to celebrate together at the end of this message. But today we're starting a new series called The New Normal. And maybe you've heard this term throughout lockdown. It's been on social media. It's been in the news. It's been in magazines. And you could be completely tired of it. You could have been fighting against it. You might have accepted it. But the fact of life is that things are not the same as they used to be, right? And when we use this term, it contends that things will never be the same as they were before. When we say it's a new normal, we're saying like things are different than they were before. This is kind of like the new order of the world that we just have to accept. We compare our old lives, lives we had before COVID-19, before all of this craziness. We compare that to our new lives, to what is happening now. And then what we try to do is we try to normalize this new thing, this, this new reality we're facing, whether it's good or bad, in order to cope with it. And it's interesting that although we try to cope with it, research has shown that we're not coping with it as well as we might believe. Just this week, I read a bit of research from Professor Ina Rothman um, at the Northwest University Poch campus. She did a bunch, bunch of research and she found that 74% of all employees in South Africa, of people that are employed, that are working, are experiencing pre-TSD pre-traumatic stress disorder. Now, maybe you haven't heard about this before, but basically it means that we're post-traumatic. You're thinking back of something traumatic in your life. Pre-traumatic means that you are catastrophizing. You're thinking about the future and all you can see is something horrible, something difficult, um, something that's causing you pain. And they said you can even have flashbacks of that or flash forwards, whatever you might call them, of what is coming. So we are not coping super well. People are experiencing stress. People are experiencing burnout. People are experiencing pre-TSD, depression, anxiety on a regular basis. That's what her research have found. People are worried about the finances, about the economy, will it ever recover, about the family, about the mental health, they struggle to find work and home balance. And it's all these new things that we have to deal with. This is our new normal, normal, right? But here's the problem. When we just settle into this new normal and we accept that this is the new reality by normalizing it, research has shown that it actually inhibits our ability to heal and to transform society. So when I say that, that sounds like what Christianity is about, right? Christianity is about finding internal healing, about finding life change when we meet Jesus, and then to bring that life change to the world, to transform the world. So when we say like this new normal, although it might be bad, this is, I'm just going to settle into this. I'm going to accept it as my new reality and as my future reality, it actually inhibits me to think out of the box, to be creative, to find healing and to change the world. So what we're going to be doing in this series, 
we're not going to be talking about this new normal the way the world is talking about it. We're going to be looking at it from a completely different perspective. We're going to see what is God trying to teach us in a time like this that people are calling the new normal. Because I believe that times of discomfort, times like what we are living in now, and, and, and it might feel better to you because we're in, in level 2 lockdown, so it's not as bad as it was in level 5 or level 4. But let's be honest, things are not what they used to be. It is different. It is uncomfortable. Restaurants are different. Church meetings are different. Everything is different. And in these times of discomfort, I believe it can actually lead to beautiful things. It's almost like autumn winter winter and now we're heading into spring right it's a similar thing so today our topic is from disappointment to appointment from disappointment to appointment and what we're going to do is we're going to jump into the bible in the book of one kings if you've got your bible you can open to one kings and we'll be reading a story about a man that faced a new painful normal as well or so he thought, a new painful normal. 1 Kings 19, verse 1 to 9, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And by the way, the man we're going to be reading about is the prophet Elijah, a man that did incredible things for God, a man that went through all kinds of phases in his life, but we'll talk about that in a moment. But just before what we're going to be reading now, he had this whole like showdown with all the prophets of Baal. Like I think it was 450. They tried to get the God to respond. He challenged them. The God, of course, since he's there, didn't respond. He's got Elijah's God. Our God responded with fire from heaven and just incinerated this whole um, altar that they built with, with uh, that was, by the way, drenched in water. You can go and read about it in chapter 18. And the king at that time was King Ahab. So the prophets of the prophets of Baal worked under the rule of King Ahab and his wife Jezebel. So let's read what happened. After this whole thing, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the God strike me and even kill me. If by this time tomorrow I have not killed you as you have killed them. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, Get up, Elijah, and eat. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. He's still depressed. He still wants to die. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more. Or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the Mount of God, the mountain of God. That's what we'll be reading. Because when I read the story, I'm like, this is a man of God that acted in so much power, in faith, that trusted God. But you get to this moment where he's saying when he's in the desert after the queen threatened his life and he's like, God, I had enough. It's literally the words. I had enough. Take my life. 
he's basically, he, it's almost like he wants to commit suicide. He's like, God, I, I don't want to continue with this life. I, I just had enough. I cannot continue in this new normal, this new normal where my life is being threatened, this new normal where I do not know how I can continue the work that you've called me to do. Now, my question is, is this a valid reaction? Is this a valid reaction to his new normal? And we might say it is a valid reaction because whatever death he was waiting for, that he was hoping for, was probably better than what the Queen Jezebel would have done to him. So we could say he faced the new normal and it was a valid response to it. We could say that. But the interesting thing is, this new normal was not the first time he faced it. And previous times he didn't act this way. In two, if you go two chapters back in 1 Kings 17, he gives the king a word from God that it will not rain in the country for a couple of years until God says it will rain again. Now, we do not read that the king wanted to kill him, but clearly the king did because in 1 Kings 17, God actually tells Elijah to go and hide from the king. So his life was in danger before he did face a situation similar like this, this time of pain, this time of discomfort, this time of disappointment was not the only time of pain and discomfort and disappointment in his life or by the way, in the life of prophets. He actually refers to his ancestors. This new normal was actually part of life. And this is the first lesson that I want to share with you today from this story. Your new normal is not so new. Your new normal is not so new. Now, I know what you might be thinking, like, Louis, come on, COVID-19, the whole world is, is in, was in lockdown. Some places that were in lockdown is going back into lockdown after they lifted lockdown. Like the whole world is, is in a crazy state. How can you say that this new normal is not actually so new. Well, let, let me give you a bit of, of background. And I actually read this this in a, in a post on Facebook the other day. Facebook is sometimes um, amazing for, for putting things into perspective and sometimes it pulls everything out of perspective, right? But this was a good moment. In 1918 to 1920, the Spanish flu, the Spanish influenza, similar to COVID, hit the world. And 500 million people were infected across the world. By the way, the population went 7 billion. So the, the percentage of people in the world that were affected was a lot larger than we're currently facing. And guess how many people died? 50 million people died. So a pandemic hitting the world, and you might know this, you might know the story about the Spanish flu, but a pandemic hitting the world, this new normal isn't the first time it's happened. This is actually not so weird. It has happened before. But let me put it into more perspective. This was 1918 to 1920. Just before this, 1914 to 1918, World War I happened. 40 million casualties, civilians and soldiers, 40, 40, 40 million casualties, World War I. So now we're from... 1914 to 1920, we're sitting at 90, 90, 90 million people dead. Okay, Spanish influenza ended. The world is kind of recovery. 1939 to 1945, World War II, an estimated 70 to 85 million people dead. And by the way, if you're like, 
if you think like okay there was a there was a good gap between 1920 the spanish influenza and 39 world war ii in the 30s we had the great depression that the economy sank people died people couldn't get a hold of food so just in a period of just over 30 years Almost 200 million people died. There's a world war. There's influenza virus killing people. There's a second world war. And in the middle of all of this, there's a great depression. And why am I saying this? I'm saying this because there were people who lived a whole life through this whole period of 30 years. They saw all of this. They had to deal with all of this. So our new normal in 2020 is not so new. It actually happened and something much worse happened just a couple of years ago. Now listen, when I'm telling you this, I don't want to minimize the crisis, the problem, the pain, the suffering that you are facing. I know some of you lost your jobs. I know some of you um, are facing illness in this moment. It could be completely COVID unrelated, right? Um, it could be a terminal sickness. It could be a business that you lost and COVID was just the cherry on the cake. I know it might be difficult for you and I'm not trying to minimize this. What I am trying to tell you is that life is always full of ups and downs. Times of comfort, times of discomfort, times of pleasure, times of pain. It's so easy when, when lockdown started, things were really hard for me as well. Like we had to process so many things about our church, our new church had just started six months ago in, in, in Durbanville and we had to process so much and it was not easy and I felt like this was one of the hardest years of my life. I look back at last year and I'm like, no, that maybe was one of the hardest years. I opened my prayer journal and in every single year I wrote down things that I cried out to God about and I'm like, God, this is horrible. I don't know what to do with it. it I don't know how to move forward. I want to lie under a broom bush and say, God, I had enough. I cannot face this new normal. It is too much for me. Every year, every month, every week, every day, we have victories and we've got disappointment. The disappointments is good things and there's bad things. There's pleasure and there is pain. And the lesson for me in the fact that our new normal is not so new, we go through these things every now and again. We go through highs and lows the whole time. The big lesson for me is that it is not comfort or pain. It is not times of pleasure or times of crisis that determines whether we are happy or sad, whether we are emotionally healthy or emotionally unhealthy. At the end of the day, it's not our circumstances that determines that, but it is what is happening inside of me that determines whether I'm going to be healthy or unhealthy, whether I'm going to walk out of this stronger or weaker. You see, Elijah went through problems like this before. His life was in danger before. He had to hide before. But this single time, he chose to fall down under a bush in the wilderness and say, God, I had enough. This is the end of me. I draw a line in the sand. This time he made a choice. And I know what you might be thinking like, Louis, why in the first place are we facing all this pain? Why is the world so broken? And we can talk about this for hours and theologians have written books about it. The fact of the matter is we live in a broken world, a world where pain and suffering and disease and problems will continue because of the choices that 
men and women that humankind makes every single day because of that this is the reality that we will live until the day of Christ's return. And although I do not believe that God is causing all these problems, that God is causing all this disease, that God is causing all the pain, He does allow it. And I believe that He might allow it for a reason, actually numerous reasons, but one specific reason is that we are most keenly aware of God's character in suffering. You see, it is in times of suffering when our self-sufficiency is being peeled away. And that is the moment that we finally see how weak we really are. I think COVID-19 has showed the world that we are not as strong, that we're not as self-sufficient as we actually believed we were. Suddenly, the whole world was in a mess. And, and with all the technology we had, we, we still cannot solve this problem. We're not as self-sufficient as we believe we are. And it's not just Elijah that got to this point where he's like, I'm actually weak. I cannot do this on my own. Paul experienced this as well. He got to this moment of weakness where he's saying in, in, in 2 Corinthians 12, I have, I'm facing this issue and I kept asking God three times. I asked and I said, God, take this pain away. Take this new normal away from me. And in his weakness, in his pain, guess what happens? That is the moment where he's most keenly aware of God. And God tells him in verse 9, My power is made perfect in your weakness. See, God often speaks to us the loudest in times of pain. Elijah took his eyes off God for a moment. And that's why he ended up under a bush, waiting and wishing he could die. In a dip, in a place of depression. That's where he ended up. And it's so easy for, for you, it's so easy for me to take our eyes off God, to forget about God when life gets busy, when life is filled with pleasure, when, when life is filled with work and kids and stuff and noise all around us. It's so easy for us to take our eyes off God, to block out His voice without even realizing it. In times of pain, things change. In times of pain, we often get to a place where we cannot ignore God anymore because we cannot ignore the pain. We cannot ignore God. And I believe He uses those times to cut through, to get through everything and get through to us. C.S. Lewis was a theologian, and most of you might know his name from the Chronicles of Narnia. They made movies about it. It's, it's, it's his books. But C.S. Lewis was actually a theologian and a man that experienced a lot of pain in his own life. His mother died when he was young. His father basically abandoned, it, abandoned him. Um, he had to fight in World War. I think it was one where he was injured. Um, he had to bury his own wife. He went through a lot of pain. He experienced pain as a constant new normal. And he wrote this. He says, we can ignore even pleasure. But pain insists upon being attended to. I cannot ignore pain. It insists that I have to attend to it. And he says, God whispers to us in our pleasure. He speaks in our conscience. But he shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. You see, in the depth, in one of the most painful moments of Elijah's life, when he was depressed and ready to die, he hears God's voice most clearly. 
through an angel, and an angel, the, the Greek and the Hebrew word literally translated means a messenger of God. Through an angel, God speaks to him in this moment and he clearly hears the voice of God. You might be in this new normal. I'm in a new normal and I don't know what your new normal is. We all face different challenges and different things. But let me tell you a bit of our own story. When lockdown started, it was not easy for us. Okay, we worked super hard to get Prodeo launched in, this, in, in the northern suburbs. Before that, we worked in the city center for a long time. And we were so excited about our first proper vacation in a long time. And it was our 10-year anniversary. We went away on vacation that Monday evening. We left on Monday morning. That evening, lockdown was announced. So we come back. We have to celebrate our 10-year wedding anniversary at home. We do not know if our new church will survive this pandemic and everything that goes with it. It was a difficult time for us. It was not easy. Even told our management team, I'm not sure if I can continue with this. But one of the things I am most thankful for, for this lockdown, for this pandemic, is that God used that pain to speak loudly to me, to speak loudly to us as a family. Our family found a new rhythm of listening more intently to God, to listening to God about our future, about the future of our church, about our family, about His plan for our life, and about His love for us, despite the things that's going on in our lives. We learned so much about God and His love and His care for us because of a difficulty, because of this new normal. I want to ask you today, what is God saying to you? A time of pain can feel like the end for you. It can feel like a moment where you just want to lie under a bush and say, God, just kill me now. But God, I believe, has something different to say to you. In verse 7, the angel tells Elijah, he says, get up. He just told him to get up and eat food. And then after he went back to sleep, he says, get up and eat some more food. Or the journey ahead will be too much for you. You see, God is telling Elijah, you feel like this is the end. You want to lie down and die, but there is a journey ahead of you. COVID might feel like the end, the closing of your business, the losing of your job, the, the, the stress at work, the pre-TSD, all of these things might feel like it is the end of you. But God is saying, this is not the new normal you have to settle into. There is a journey ahead. Get ready, eat. Be refreshed, sleep, because there's a journey ahead. It is not over till it's over. And until God has said it is over, it is not over. So although you might be facing difficult situations, although you might be, be stressed out about your finances, about the economy of South Africa, will it ever recover? Will my children ever go back to school as before? It is not over, although it feel like it's over it is not over until it's over so why don't you get on the chat line why don't you type in the comment it is not over till it's over let the world know until God has said it is over it is not over Elijah's disappointment became an appointment with God and it is sad, but sometimes we need to get to a place of pain and disappointment and suffering before we finally say, okay, God, it's time for us to sit down and have an appointment. So I want to ask you today, will you allow your faith 
to become a product of your circumstances? Will you get to a point where you're going to say, God, just take me. I'm finished. I'm done. I cannot believe anymore. I cannot trust anymore. Or will you believe that God is still in control, that God is still God, that he is still good, that his grace is still there for you, that he still has a purpose and a plan and a future for you, even though you might be facing difficult circumstances? I know. That God's character does not change according to our circumstances. So you can allow whatever this new normal that you're facing, you can allow that to be the end of you. You can allow that to take over your life and put you into a dip. Or you can allow this new normal to be a time where you can reconnect with God. Where you can say, God, let my disappointment in, into, a, an, into an appointment. A time of hearing His voice. A time of getting new direction. Don't settle into your new normal. And just accept it as the end of you. God has a purpose. God has a plan. And God has something He wants to tell you. It is not over till it's over. Let's pray. God, thank you that your character, that your grace, that your love, that your power does not change according to our circumstances. And I pray today, no matter what people are facing in their personal lives, even if it's unrelated to COVID, I pray that when we are at a place in our lives where we are feeling like we've hit a depth that we cannot get out of, I pray that in those moments that you would use a megaphone to shout into our lives, it is not over there's a journey ahead thank you that i know you still have a plan and a purpose for us because the fact that we're listening to this means that you are not finished with us yet i pray for our church god i pray that that you will bring us to a beautiful future i pray for people listening to this that that you will set them on a path that will astound them every day but i pray above all that we would take these moments in time to listen more attentively to your voice and what you want to tell us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our online service today. If you enjoyed the service and feel you want to contribute to what Brodeo is doing, consider giving financially to our church. There's two ways you can do that. The first way is through our banking details and the second way is through Snapscan. Both of these steps is available on our website. You can just go to www.prodeo.org.za forward slash give or you can follow the link below in the comments. If you enjoyed the video, please share it to everyone you know. We want more people to connect to life-changing relationships. That is it from us. Bye.